can I ask? Hey, um, we are live. My name is Dr. Sharnell Wolverton Sihan. So excited to be with you guys today. Uh, we have a very, very special guest, um, Laurel Erica, but it's spelled a little different, like the air, which I think is interesting. And she may be able to talk about that a little bit. But you guys know how much I absolutely adore and have studied research, kind of put my life into words and um, names and um, spells and just how the English language is. I've even looked in not only conscious language, but also reverse language. Um, but this is a whole nother arena. Uh, I fell upon this lady many years ago um, and just recently found her again and um, actually reached out to her because she does um, individual client um, sessions and what have you. And I'll let her talk about that. But I reached out to her just being out for the last six weeks with my issues and the things I was kind of integrating and navigating through. And she was very helpful for me and um, asked her to be on the show. So I just want to, um, before we get started, remind you, go to swiftfire.org, also drshornell.com. I have a ton of books. We have five different books there that I've written. Um, my online classes, our podcast is there with all the past guests. Um, you can get on the newsletter and find out when uh, and what time we're doing different things, whether it's teachings or more events or members meetings. Um, so definitely get there. Definitely like, share, do all the things um, to help get this going. And I think without further ado, Laurel, thank you for being with us. I would love to just hear like how you got into this space of word spells, magic, you know, the English language, language in general. Tell us a little bit about your background and like how you got in this space. Thank you for asking. And so lovely to be with you, Chanel. Um, so I, I just came in to do this work. I'm, it's very clear to me. When I was three or four, I remember saying to my parents, I bet I now know all the words in the English language. And um, I also, there was a, I started looking at words that had the same sound, but different meanings. And also words whose spelling seemed to indicate its meaning. Like the word, the first word of that nature was level, L-E-V-E-L. My father was an artist and he had a carpenter's level because he made his own frames. And I saw that little bubble in the center of it and that it was very level. And I saw that level was the same word, frontward and backward. And coincidentally, my grandmother had a friend named Frank Level. And as a little girl, I'd see him and say Frank, L-E-V-E-L, -E -E spelled frontward and backward. And... The kind of word that is, has meaning frontward and backward, is called a palindrome. So I just have been fascinated since very early with words, started collecting them, um, very interested in obscure words that hold big meanings in a few syllables. And this is how primarily I educated myself, because I had such an intimate connection with the language and with uh, and played with it I feel like a word whisperer because I hear messages I go within and I hear messages and I look at words more closely and see that there's a whole subtext in the English language and so 
we talk about conscious languaging, which is very important, yet have been virtually unconscious to the other level in which the English language communicates with us. And in the early 90s, I put together a sentence that I have called our premier life sentence. And uh, I, I'll share it with you in a moment. Most people or many people find my work on my YouTube channel or where else my video has been placed. Um, and the secret spells of the English language is the entree into my world word view. And it goes this way. <clears throat> we awake each morning and go off during the weekdays to earn our living at various jobs and undertakings until we come to the weekend. And everyone shrugs their shoulders. Yeah, so. And um, we just consider that the normal way of life. I do what I call a translation of the English language. And I spell that T-R-A-N-C-E with the idea that words cast spells that wow. put us in a trance, which is why so many of us can be kind of on automatic, like a zombie walking through our lives. So in terms of this life sentence, which I'll translate in a moment, um, it's important to know that more people die of heart failure between 6 and 10 a.m. Monday morning than any other time of the week. Wow. So I heard that first from Deepak Chopra and checked that out with other medical people. So when you translate that life sentence, we awake each morning. So awake is a funeral party celebrating the dead. And mourning is the state we're in when we attend awake. And so when we say to each other, good morning, on another level, subliminally, we're saying good grief. And we would have to be staggering around in a weekdays to earn the living, since urns are for the ashes of the dead. And we call our jobs undertakings. And job itself is a Hebrew word for persecuted, Job. And what we get at the end of this perverse bargain with life is the weekend of the deal and progressively weakened over time. So while we refer to, in the US, we refer to a 10-year period as a decade, in Britain, for many, it's pronounced decade, which is kind of what happens <laughs> when we are not living our truth when we are living outside our, our, our purpose, which has a, a magnetic resonance that makes our hearts sing <clears throat> when we're living our purpose. And we all came here on purpose, especially that's evident now because we likely volunteered knowing that this was the time when enormous shifts were going to be taking place and that we could help seed the new vision of the life stream we would like to live instead of the current psychedelic nightmare we have somehow wound up in. So I posted that video in 2010 and oh, before posting it, 
I had a big so what about that life sentence. I thought, wow, that is really dark. It's like a death cult. But, you know, there was a sort of a so what to it. And then um, I, my name, you asked about Erica. Um, I pull ideas out of the air and they're a Eureka experience. So the recognition at that time was that language is software and that English is the leading software of the Western mind. And it's filled with cultural biases that are akin to computer viruses. And I'm not talking about gender and or race. I'm talking about the very kind of bias that, that has such a dark vision of reality that we have been speaking into existence without being of sufficiently sound mind to hear the echo in what we're saying. So part of the way I see to help heal the word, the world is by evolving the language to evolve our own consciousness. Wow. So is Erica actually your name or did you change your name? Or well, when, when we say, what's your real name? And that's... <laughs> That's kind of, well, what name were you, was, you know, what was your brand name? What did they give you at birth? And most people feel that they have to stick with it for reasons beyond me. I didn't feel that my original name was very resonant with my spirit. And so um, back in the early 80s or mid 80s, when it was easy to change names, I changed it. And Erica was um, a name for my higher self, one who had not been through the challenges and rigors of this life. And I didn't know what it meant for 20 years. And then it came to me. I pull ideas out of the air and they're a Eureka experience. Wow. Well, I mean, I've studied etymology names. Uh, I'm obsessed with the book, like several books and name books. And finding out the connotation, like where it came from. I myself didn't know what my name meant for until I was in my late twenties. Um, my mom actually had it, had my name given to her in a dream. Um, and then she forgot it when she woke up. <laughs> so I was nameless for a minute. Um, but then she went to some baby shower. It was like a dual baby shower and they had like a late a Michelle there. And I think a, Sharon or something and somehow Sharon, Michelle, the Chornell came together and then she's like, ah, oh, that's it. She had a, a Eureka moment too. And, um, but later years later, I found out that Sharna is a, um, pastor of a huge centralized pasture in, um, Israel where all these sheep come to be nourished by, the, uh, the different types of flowers that bloom in this one area. Um, and so, and then EL is of God. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, I believe that we live out our name in a way. Um, and Anne Hamilton has a beautiful book. I don't know if you've um, heard of her. She's been on the show a few times, but um, about um, poetry, the poetry of God and how different people will get a name and they'll live it in some way. Um, but then when they change it, their personality changes. Or when they get married, their personality changes. And she's got like documented cases 
of different things over and over and over again where you know this guy did this because his name actually means this you know and they did that back in the day when they, they you know name someone after like what they did for a living you know whether they're a miner or a, a wood crafter or you know something like that but even later i found out sharna means both rose and warrior in hebrew so it's like I'm the rose and the warrior of God, um, the place of nourishment for sheep <laughs> to come. I mean, I, I consider myself a teacher. Um, and so I just thought teacher of God or, you know, doctor actually means teacher as well. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of fascinating. But uh, I um, agree. It is. It's lovely. Um, and it's pretty funny, too, about people living out their name that, um I think the phrase in, in Latin is o, the omen within nomen, the omen within name. And um, I was thinking long ago about Nelson Mandela and how it was like Mandala oh. and how, you know, he brought black and white together for a period of time. And then there's that guy who got caught sexting from the capital and his name is Wiener. <laughs> right. I mean these these really are sometimes become an inescapable brand. And Princess Diana, people were chanting Princess Die, Princess Die, and Princess Died. Oh. And we talk about, you know, wanting to go viral on the internet. Well the whole world went viral. Oh we God. are pretty unaware of the power we have as speakers of the word. And, and also in terms of names, um, I have a, a poem I wrote. Uh, I think it's called, um, is the world a matrix made out of word tricks? And it's about country names that have significance and um, how, I don't know, whether to go into it right now, but yeah, there's just echoes and reflections of us everywhere. I mean, one of the punchlines I should give you in that poem is, well, the fighting Irish live in Ireland and the world's sex capital is, <clears throat> pardon me, is called Bangkok. <gasps> and when I looked it up, <laughs> It said that, you know, Bangkok <clears throat> is a small port for seamen and uh -huh. the capital of Thailand. <laughs> Girl. And, and it, its largest island is spelled P-H-U-K-E-T. So you could pronounce it <gasps> Phuket or Phuket. Wow. Girl, this is like, oof, jeez. Yeah. So are there it's, any other countries that you can well, share? Well, the, the poem begins, um, I think it begins somewhere like, since a major source of human friction responsible for great affliction is the arrogance with which most cultures designate what's fact or fiction, we might then very well expect because our words and worlds connect some state to state with ardent zeal that it alone on earth 
Israel. And since it's people, ah, okay. yeah. And since it's people Israelite, they wrote the book on wrong and right. And it, it goes on from there. Um, I wrote it in the 90s, so geopolitical uh, boundaries have changed. But at the time, in, in the 20th century, the great... So this is about how Tweedledee fights Tweedledum, each hoping God is on his side, encouraging the fratricide. And then uh, it went on. I, I had to take sections out of the poem, no longer relevant, but it went on to point out that, um, that the biggest um, contention in the world was between <clears throat> the U.S. and the SU, which is how the Soviet Union was referred to at times. <clears throat> and so and in each being like a reflection of the other. So, and I have a, a piece called, uh, a poem called, putting the source before Descartes. And it points out that, you know, the world has the look of a horror comic book and we are out of tune with Toontown. And so we appear to be creating the matrix out of language. Yes. And we have, we talk about sanity as uh, we refer to it as being of sound mind. But if you're not, mindful of the sound of words, you can be someone who is adding to the energy behind a word with a double meaning that can be very subversive yeah. and leading to the recognition that just as language is software and English, the leading software of the Western mind, we can upgrade it collectively and creatively uh, with new words, new metaphors, um, new phrases, even new symbols that will equip us to talk about the higher realities. We are endeavoring to become more present in and with and conscious of like the divine. Mm -hmm. If we call it, I mean, the word God is like X in an equation. It stands for something we don't know what. And yet it is um, a very, a word that incites a lot of argument and assumptions about what you mean by this word and what I mean by this word. Just like we have the word love to mean everything from, I love my child, I love my partner, I love that pair of shoes and your hairdo over there. So the language is not equipped to let us fully communicate about the range of our experiences, especially as so many of us are ascending into a more expansive consciousness and having experiences that are beyond words, not only because they're so extraordinary, but also because our language is so small even though it's got a million words, um, what I've found uh, sometimes in collecting words that have fallen out of use that almost no one knows that they can expand our sense of human possibilities. Mm -hmm. And 
um, Aristophanes said high thoughts must have high language, but we see that the language is being abbreviated and condensed, meanings are being changed willy-nilly, and Socrates said incorrect language is not only in itself a mistake, it implants evil in men's souls. Wow. So there is intentional manipulation of language to manipulate human consciousness. And that's why we need to take command of the English language, recognize that though we are you know, individually small, we have the power of the word on the tips of our tongue and fingers. And English is the most spoken language in the world. So it's been my intention for a while to um, have on my website a place where people can send in ideas for new words and phrases and be recognized and honored for those we decide to um, market. So they are the prophet that brings it through, developing their ability to um, open their own intuition like pulling ideas out of the air to higher consciousness, which is just so eager to embody in us in a more ever more conscious instrument. And that the divine is looking to express itself fully in every moment and in every, every being. And that our job is to get the static out of the way, the conditioning, the trauma patterns, um, all of that stuff. Because when the mind is quiet, then the heart opens and the wisdom emerges. Yeah, uh, you, you. I'm still thinking about something you said about the echo and the mirroring. mirroring. Um, I, I work with a guy named um, David Oates. Have you heard of David Oates? With yeah, him. I worked with him years ago, reverse speech, many years yeah. ago. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then you know, but for the people watching, um, there is an echo. Um, there are layers, just like what she's saying, because as we speak, you can actually reverse it um, through different apps. You can get them on your phone or whatever, and if you slow it down and or change the pitch a little bit and, and just really listen um, we're saying things backwards and forwards, like all the time. And some of it is very congruent and some of it may not be because we have a conscious choice and a will to speak forward. And we pick our words, whether they're true or not, we pick the words that go in the order that they're going. Um, but your subconscious is what speaks backwards, that echo and the echo um, may not be the same as the forward because your subconscious doesn't lie and it's very literal. And yes. so we have a lot of people on the planet um, and maybe some of them who have orchestrated some of these programs um, who will say things forward, but backwards they're saying, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a fake, I'm scamming you, this isn't real. And even more harsh things like worship, this I'm not going to, I don't even want to say the word, um, bad things, um, do bad things. Um, there's sexual things that are 
said backwards. So like whatever is really in the subconscious actually comes out. And um, I'll give you an example is, you know, I had just a little flash of a song that I wrote that I recorded, you know, on the app or whatever. And when I played it backwards, it literally said, Shane, um, my daughter's oldest name, who's away. It said, Shane, Shaney, mommy misses you. And I was like, wow, I mean, I had been missing her, but I didn't even know how bad I'd been missing her until I heard it myself, you know, and, and then yesterday I was trying to get plane tickets to go through to, to do a conference that I'm doing and um, was trying to figure out to fly in through Montana or Seattle uh, or Spokane, I mean, and I really couldn't decide. And one, one way took a longer way than the other, and it made sense to go through Washington but Montana is my home state and it's during my birthday and I'm usually there on my birthday. And um, anyway, so I just talked to myself on the app and said, okay, so I can fly in here and go there or I can fly in here. And I just did just to see, and I played it backwards and literally it said, I am so homesick. I am so homesick. I am so homesick. And I was like, okay, Montana it is, you know? So those of you watching, you might be able to get the app and find out like what's in the desire, like the real subconscious of what you truly are and what you feel when we're up here clouded and in our head and not sure what what's really going on. But that is an echo of sense. But also it could be a stumbling block in some ways if we are incongruent um, because that causes um, energetic purgatory, you know, to I mean, you can unconsciously say things this away and they can be the opposite here coming back which causes uh the biofield to be very mixed up and stagnant because you're not going to create anything if you're canceling each other out by two two different things in in the biofield saying two different things if that makes sense so what are you oh yeah that's it's people talk about one foot on the accelerator and one foot on the brake absolutely so yeah. Gee, I didn't know he had an app. When I saw him, it must have been in the 90s. And, and he, would, he would teach people how to listen, play a recording backward, and pick out the forward-sounding words. And, I mean, it would take him like a half hour to go, I mean, four hours to go through a half hour of recorded conversation. Yes, and, and he has like, data and his YouTube and stuff, you know, similar to use, you, you guys have so much work that people could just listen all day. Um, but he's, he's recorded, um, you know, campaigns and, um, you know, music and, you know, speeches and interviews and, and then plays it backwards and of different entertainment people, politics, like all of that. So you can see for sure what people are really saying, but I just thought it was interesting with that, the whole echo thing. And then, Robert Stevens, who I've worked with, with um, Conscious Language, uh, we've done several conferences together over the years, and he actually married my husband and I. We go way back, but if you're familiar with him, then you know also words um, and what we speak can even say, like, what's going on with the physical body and, and or what, what where the stuckage is, you know, why we are stuck in that, you know, weird echo of things. But um, so you're familiar with him, too, I guess. I, I did. I, I went to a seminar in Sedona with him years ago. And what you're saying right now reminds me, Greg Braden has on Gaia a program called The Language of the Divine Matrix. Oh. And really good stuff. Um, 
so why did I want to, well, I, I highlighted a lot of the phrases from him because he's very much aware and gives the science behind the recognition that, um, you know, it is not, you know, that as we speak it, things come into being. And so he says that the words that we use to communicate day in and day out are more than simply words. They actually are directly linked to the neurons in our brain. <clears throat> and he says the bottom line is that we change the language, we change the brain, change the language, and change the way the brain accesses the matrix. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, there's such good stuff. Um, so anyway, go, go ahead. Yeah, Greg's done some stuff with Robert as well. And, um, but I didn't, I'm not familiar with that. I wrote it down. I'm going to, you always have so many great connections and resources and you're just like network lady of all the, you got to meet this person and da, 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 da. I love like getting all your little connections, but, um, but yeah, I would definitely check out Anne Hamilton too. Um, I will. I wrote it down. I wrote yeah. it down. In yeah. terms of the power of names, um, well, name has aim in it. It's sort of like your name is like your aim or, or like an arrow that aims. And um, one of my, my cherished experiences is being <clears throat> in a rose garden in a gazebo have, having lunch. And there's uh, a Latin family, a mama and two young, uh, two young girls and a boy. And he was probably the oldest, <clears throat> maybe seven. So the little girls really liked my name. And I thanked them. And I said, do you really like your names? And the little girl said, oh, yes, yes. And I said, well, really, if you were naming yourselves, are these the names you would have chosen? And they thought they needed to be cooperative and agreeable with a grown-up. So they just said, yes, yes. And the little boy said, no, I would have called myself Soaring Eagle. Soaring Eagle. And I just thought, I mean, there is a child in touch with his essence, his true self. And there's, that's, that's what we need to rediscover if we've forgotten who we are, and maybe even rename ourselves. I have a dream name. Um, oh, I had a dream not long after I crossed the threshold of 50. And in the dream, I got to choose whether or not I, whether I wanted to remain or leave early and continue my spiritual work on the other side with no penalty for early withdrawal. And it was, the means of exit was beheading. And wow. they said it would, you know, it's just a dull thud. You don't feel a thing and you're out of here. So wow. I was like the second one to go to this purple, it was like an opera box, a box at the opera, all velvet and appointed. And that was the beheading chamber. And I went upstairs and I'm going, do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I go? I mean, it was a toss up. And I decided it was like Reverend Michael Beckwith has said, if 50.1% of you says yes to life, that's enough. Uh -huh. And so 50.1 of me did. So anyway, uh, I left. I was able to get a new 
uh, sports car, a new vehicle. Uh-huh. And then I was walking up a hill and in a playground sitting on asphalt was an ancient um, Native American person. I didn't know male, female. And the person reached up for me to take his hand and dance with him. And I was about to do it being compliant and a very tall Indian brave suddenly appeared and grabbed my hand and said, sorry, white Raymond belongs to me. So I consider that my dream name or I coined the term Oneironim, dream name for it. Haven't really put it to use, but when, um, White Raven is the name. What, what, what was the other thing? The said? phrase that the, the Native American brave took my hand and said, sorry, White Raven belongs to me. And wow. when David Oates did the reversal on that, he, it was aim this all love. Aim? Aim this all love. Oh my gosh. And so for your listeners who are probably not familiar, or maybe they are with reverse speech, I think it's reversespeech.com. Yep. And and so is it John David Oates or David John? I think it's David John. John. Actually, he's going to be on the show in two weeks. So oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he, like he's so funny. He's on the, in Australia right now on this like outback kind of track thing you know how he goes off and um he had some person trolling his his um facebook yesterday and he was aggravated and annoyed or whatever but the guy's name was um eric or a guy's name is eric hecker i think it was heck it's very close to heckler uh-huh. um, and i mean it was just like troll 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 all this stuff and i was like yeah i mean because phonics it's not just the spelling, but it's also, I mean, I don't mean spelling as in magic, but spelling as in the certain yes. letters, but it's the phonics. It's the sound. And Heckler is so close to heck, Hecker or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I think they forgot the L in this, you know, it's telling David, trying to just encourage him. I'm like, you know what, whatever. But, um, but I was, I thought it was interesting when he did my backwards speech, when I would talk about my animals, it came back, um, this is my life force. Um, so every time I talk about my animals, this is her life force. This is my life force. Like, so obviously animals is, I mean, it was for me to see kind of more, I wanted to get more into like, what is my purpose or what if, what is, what's my life? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? And cause I'm at that 50, I'm going to be 53 next month. And I feel like, what am I doing with my life? Like, maybe I need to go get a job, you know, like, I don't know. Just, I was like, am I even doing the right thing right here? You know, sometimes I don't know if anyone questions that maybe it's the midlife. Well, I'm sure many, many people do. And I was listening to a podcast. Oh, I just wanted to back up in terms of the reversals. And it's quite an interesting coincidence that we both know him. Yeah. I didn't Uh, know. That's so crazy. It is. And so when a reversal is done, it's not like like a particular sentence. If anyone said it, the reversal would be the same. And the reversals are different. As you said, the tonalities and I think the emotionality in it alters 
the reversal. So it's not like this word backward always comes out this way, not like that at all. So um, I was listening to a podcast and whoever was speaking was talking about, well, is it a good idea or a God idea? Oh. So I, I, I understand reaching places that feel like, okay, maybe this is done. Now what? And you have studied so many different branches of wisdom and knowledge and healing. You too. Uh, thank you. Um, so it seems to me that it will coalesce in a new way. You just open and ask, what's next? Yes. Because clearly you are well prepared. Uh, you have been following your North Star and learning what you uh, are eager to learn. That was my first house is I lived on North Star. Interesting. and have a North Star on my tattoo on my back. But Well, there we are. You're doing it. You've been doing it. And it may be time to up level. I mean, you've been doing a lot of healing yourself yes. and preparing for the next phase. Well, going back to the echo thing, you know, evil backwards live, dog uh -huh. backwards God. Not that I'm saying dogs are God, but I mean, you know, it's like there's you can just go all day with this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you can. And and this kind of wordplay makes people more conscious, aware, informed, witty. And I think kind, because there's so many messages. Um, people have known me most or find me, as I mentioned, through the secret spells. So I, I look at what I call secret spells of the language, which are the contradictions in a single word or another message within it. Like I wrote a piece. Well, when people buy this book, which you can get on my Word Magic Global website. I include some uh, additional material in the envelope. And so one of the pieces I include is something called proposing changes to our terms of agreement. And mm -hmm. so, for instance, we have, you know, we talk about our nervous system. To have a calm nervous system is an impossibility. Oh my it, God. It's oxymoronical, meaning that kind of absurd contradiction. That needs renaming, maybe an electromag, a bioelectromagnetic system and abbreviated, but not a nervous system. That because, is so, gosh, yeah. Well, and, I'm and I, I don't know if you do this, but be, being in this space of really knowing about conscious language and now reverse and all that, um, you know, listening to other people being, I mean, I was just listening, talking to someone yesterday and I think she might've said at least four or five times something was, uh, I hate, she's killing her, cancel clear. Right. Uh, you know, like, oh, you know, and th we have all these weird phrases yes. that are like, trendy or acceptable like speech and you know um that are just terrible that are creating you know and i feel like that's how i ended up getting sick the first time because even saying things like i am so done with this cancel clear or 
I'm over it, cancel clear. Literally, those are death sentences uh, in your body, the subconscious, which is literal, hears you say that and goes, okay. And it starts yes. you know, creating yes. that for you. And then you have to, I had to reverse engineer all of that. Um, yes. Cause I, I was ignorant in that meaning, not like I'm stupid, but just ignorant of not, not having the knowledge of certain things that I was saying that were literally creating my path that were not my highest path. Yes. So this is just like so important to me to get this kind of information out to people. But what other things have you seen that are kind of things that we should reverse, like the one that you just gave us? Like, what are some other things that come to mind? Well, um, I was looking at this essay that I include in a little document for people who purchase the book. And it points out that, um, you know, how, how anxious everybody is. And um, there is that fear permeates the mental atmosphere generated by the English language and take the word atmosphere itself. It first showed up in English in the mid 17th century. Um, anyway, you'll see the, the essay when you get the book. So atmosphere, I hear in it as at most fear, wow. at the highest level of fear. And when we talk about the word, um, well, kids, why would anyone want to become a grown up? Uh, oh. Or adult, which is an idiot. Adult? It, isn't it a, a D O L T adult. So what can we change it to? Well, I know I haven't figured uh, that out, but it has to be a collective endeavor. And then, you know, like that child who said, I'd call myself soaring Eagle. Chances are by the time he went through adolescence, he may forget that, but look at that term itself. It's everything is so explicit and so in, in our faces. And the Bible uh, has a phrase about the handwriting on the wall. And the handwriting is all over the English language that we are condemning ourselves as we speak. Mm -hmm. So that transitional time from childhood to adulthood is blatantly termed adult essence. Your essence gets addled by the hormones and by everything that the culture puts out to fragment your awareness, fragment your attention, and cause you to forget who you are, where you're ca you came from, and why you're here. And about, uh, I don't know, quite some time ago, 13, 14 years ago, I had a dream where I was listening to a very advanced linguist, and he said, when we upgrade English, the new beings arriving won't have to forget who they are or where they came from and what they're here to do. Wow. So right now, our language, just like that life sentence, is a death sentence. It's like really a death cult. But the language, just like you were saying, dog in reverse is God. I Some people think, well, boy, that really brings the name God down quite a few pegs to the level of a dog. <laughs> so, but what better 
teacher of unconditional love on the planet is there than a dog. And like God, it is omnipresent. Yes. <laughs> it's there everywhere. And I once looked at the word <laughs> dogma and I thought, what a weird word. And I figured, well, any metaphysical philosophy, if you don't understand it, is dogma. And if you do understand it, is unnecessary. <coughs> Pardon me. So I turned the word around and thought, oh, my God, it's backward. When you know <coughs> that you are God, it's, it's am God. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. No, 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 it's good. So yeah. when we recognize that that we have a persona, an identity we built up for moving through the world and in a fairly protected way, given whatever our conditioning was, that's just the surface, a mirage on the surface of the infinite vastness that is our actual essence. And we can download directly. We can be, you know, everything we need to know can come to us as we open to receive it. And I didn't grow up knowing I was smart or had any particular gifts because I had very unconscious and um, unhappy parents. So, uh, so much of what I learned just came from playing with words and seeing the hidden messages and, and the need to, to tune up the language. Yeah. So like, for instance, um, I in sharing with a group some time ago, I said, what do we do about the fact that our most frequent greeting to each other is hello. And if you reverse the syllables, it becomes, oh, hell. And so she said, how about hallow, which means to make, to honor as sacred. Well, I've heard, I guess it was you that told me instead, of, I don't know if you personally told me or if I just picked it up, but instead of good morning, grand rising. and uh, I didn't invent that. I don't know where that came from, but I, I think it's probably in reaction to my video that how do we give each other a blessing instead of subliminally um, touch upon maybe residual grief or even very current grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, you know, depression opposite of expression, you know, um, or oppression, you know, there, there, we, there's so much, you know, what would be fun is to have a conference with, you and Ann Hamilton and David Oates and um, Robert. Robert. Uh -huh. That would be the best. That, that would be fun. That would be great. Really fun thing. I might have to like think on this and get, get some kind of panel together where we all speak together at once. Uh-huh. But that yeah, that be might be interesting with Ann being in Australia. David is in Australia. Uh, where you're in the States, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. in Southern California. So Robert and I and you would be all in the state. We would just have to figure out a time where everyone yes. could do it. But that yes. would be amazing to have a panel like that. That that would be fun. And with depression, um, 
in my early 30s, I was getting hypnosis for healing depression. And the hypnotherapist was saying, you're experiencing deep rest, deep rest. And I said, there's that word. And he said, what word? And I said, depression. And I figured that on, on a subconscious level, maybe my mind thinks that uh, I can get some rest if I'm depressed. Oh, my goodness. And then um, my cousin, who's a psychiatrist, said that in um, bipolar disorder, the depression is considered the rest cycle. So it's like if we're moving magnetically, electromagnetically, and we have words that are like these, you know, that each one are our magnetic verbal nuggets, and they can misdirect us. So we go looking in the wrong direction mm-hmm. um, for that which can never satisfy us. Wow. Yeah, I think um, the nervous system thing really got me thinking. I wonder about like states, state names too, like Montana, Louisiana. Like what is the, there's got to be, you know, California. I know they've changed to some other things that aren't so nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I haven't looked, that hasn't popped out at me. So I can't contribute to that conversation. Um, mainly people and uh, people's names like Obama, Obamination. Whoa. And Trump, 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 trying to Trump everybody. I mean, it really, really is blatant. Yeah. And then mix that with music. And that is a real good way to spell because it gets like, especially if it's like a trendy kind of, um, you know, sticks with you. I mean, I've caught myself listening to a song or whatever, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the words. And hours, days later, I'll just be doing anything random and it's still in my mind, like stuck. And I'm like, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, get out, stop, stop thinking that. Well, yeah, that I, I hear you. And I, slogans, I call them the slogans of slogans mm. that are so awful, like right, for li- right to life. It just sounds, yes, I'm right, you know, I'm for life, and yet not for supporting it before it's born or even after, just that every fertilized egg must come to full term. Where is that compassionate? And yes, they've got that slogan that is an earworm and sticks in your head. Well, you mean if I think women should have choice, I'm against life? I mean, it's just crazy because everything is so reductionist, reducing arguments or conversations down to a few words. And similarly, defund the police. That isn't what it meant. How did that one get passed through and then multiplied? It's about reallocate resources. Easier to say and more explicit in its meaning. So the language is being tremendously manipulated. Gorgeous words have been lost or reappropriated. And it's so much fun to play in a dictionary. It's fun to to play with letters and words. Like if your listeners want to see that our self-contradictory nature is written on our faces. Just write down the word eyes, E-Y-E-S, and then 
knows N-O-S-E. Nice. And, cool. and mouth and chin. So uh, the play is endless. So for instance, if you look at the word eyes, you see we have yes in our eyes. It's E-Y-E-S. And another word for yes is A-Y-E, which is pronounced I. And so our identity, I, and our perception, E-Y-E, are intermingled in these words. Wow. And another way of saying yes is C-S-I, which is what we do with our eyes. So you can become a philosopher playing with this. What yeah. does it mean that there's yes in our eyes and no in our nose and, and out in our mouth and in in our chin? And did you know we have a third ear? I mean, these are puzzles that just kind of open up our consciousness to see that the language is so rich with insight and our own wisdom reflected back to us if we but notice and then of course the earth heart paradigm the fact that they are the very same word yes and so what do you think the significance of that is um if you have young children at home ask them ask your your partner ask yourself what could be if this were a message if, this, if we're living a dream and the life stream is the life's dream, so if we're living a dream and we see this pun, it's really an anagram, earth and heart, what is their relationship? What are we meant? How should we interpret their intersection? Yeah. And, and children have beautiful answers, just yes. and very fun to contemplate. Well, I can't believe this is getting close to the time where we're ending, but um, any final words of encouragement about being aware and or changing up the way we speak or whatever? And then also please give your website, your book stuff, your, you know, where can we find you, your work, your YouTube? I know I'm going to have all of this um, for you guys watching, I'm going to have all the links and everything in her bio here underneath, but just verbally for those who are just only listening and not seeing, I like to have kind of both so people can really get all that information. But what do you do? What do you tell people? Where do people start if they're really trying to wake up into their language? Start playing with words. And you might just look at, the, as I said, what's written on our faces, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, chin. There's something in each one of them. And the riff on eyes that I already began can keep going. So it's a way of discovering. It's a way of having fun. Um, it's a way of gaining greater mastery. The ancients knew that playing with words heightened literacy. And they also, East and West, recognize that when words had these kind of overlaps in sound or spelling, that there was a divine significance to it and they needed to be honored. And <laughs> in China, um, the puns that occur in language are highly significant. And for instance, um, well, 
how do I, I don't know how much time to go back. Anyway, um, the word fu in Chinese means happiness and it also means bat. So bat. a bat, B-A-T, is a symbol of happiness. Okay. And my, my, just like Alice who went through the looking glass and was following after a white rabbit, I went through the looking glass. I feel like an elemental, L-M-mental, who went through the looking glass into this dimension and had to deconstruct the language to find your way back home again. And I went in pursuit of a bat because someone told me one had flown out of this box and into the backyard. I was a toddler and had landed in a tree and I ran out to the tree and at some point realized I, I was expecting to find a baseball bat. Oh, wow. So um, my, in my memory, it's my first recognition that unrelated words could have the same meaning and yet uh, how, un, you know, on the surface they're unrelated on another level, maybe not. Anyway, endless fun. Um, it's self-awakening wordplay to play with words this way. My website is wordmagicglobal.com. And you'll see the upcoming events. I've been giving writing circles, facilitating uh, writing circles uh, every month. And there will soon be a word magic online class. I don't have it ready yet, but I will soon. And so there's just a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, really interesting blogs. And I just encourage everyone to play with words because we can enlighten ourselves this way and Absolutely. recognize our power with the word to take command of the English language. So I just want to quickly add that on my YouTube channel, you'll find the secret spells of the English language, which I posted in 2010. Other people have um, borrowed my content and title, but um, that's never, you know, not a problem. Not honest, but anyway. Right. Um, the second, the anthem that goes with it is called Taking Command of the English Language. And it gives a vision of how we can collectively, oops, sorry, collectively upgrade the language to, to, to heal our world, must be time to get off, it, to heal our world by healing the word. And just one last thing, speaking yeah. beauty, loving kindness. I look at the earth heart connection as meaning we're here to get a heart, not get ahead of everyone else in the human race. And, and the word love itself, when you turn it around, begins evolution, E-V-O-L. So speaking beauty, speaking loving kindness and beauty is the most wonderful beauty treatment you can give for yourself to enhance qualities of being that are so beautiful. And there's so many phrases that are in use and casually used that are actually vulgar. And it's like having garbage in your mouth. I mean, it's okay, but I'd rather have something sweet personally. Uh Absolutely. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I awakened to 
Um, I've, I've lo always loved language. I've always loved writing since English was my favorite, um, you know, in high school, college, all of those things, but really dove into words and meanings and was, would constantly read dictionaries and just like break <laughs> words down. And, you know, I don't know why that, that is just something that's really, you know, kind of a thing for me, but you have helped so much in my process of, you know, navigating through all of this and brought so many pieces, even just today, I'm just like, whoa, that's a new one. That's a new one. There are so many things packed into uh, today that I just really, really appreciate. And um, you guys who are watching definitely get in with her, what she's doing, her work. Get her book. Um, she does um, private consultations and that was really um very helpful for me she did a whole write-up of you know just a decree a, a several decrees to, to kind of get in the flow of some things to be thinking about um printed it up put it out something where you could see visually that's customized to you and what's going on with you to kind of like reverse engineer it um but yeah um and then just the resources this lady has you know, as I was talking to her in my own session, she's like, oh, let me connect you with this lady and this lady, and this will help you with that. And just, oh my gosh, you <laughs> you know, everyone, <laughs> you know, everyone and everyone knows you. And this is just so cool. But um, I just thank you from my heart for your service to this earth, this heart, and for what you bring to the air. Um, and I just think it's beautiful. And one thing too, I was going to say, um, names because I've had so many animals and I foster, I had 98 kittens in the last oh. five years and oh my you know, name them all, you know, it's always like, what's the perfect name for you? And what's the perfect name for you? And sometimes they tell us, or I listen and go, what do you want to be called? But so I have several name books just because of all that. But my daughter, um, one of my, my, one of my other my other daughters is named Soren. You mentioned Soren Eagle, and when and she's named after her great grandfather. It means voice of God or voice of thunder. <coughs> but also, when we went to um, this uh, Disney, actually, they had a ride called Soren Eagle. I think it was Soren Eagle, and I was like, oh, that's like Soren, you know. So. You're, you reminded me of that again today. So um, anyway, you, you're just such a pleasure and just a beautiful soul. And I know everyone here agrees. Um, and I do literally encourage you guys, go to her website, go to her YouTube, listen to some of these um, things that she has put out. Her poetry is beautiful. Like there's so much there for you guys. and Or go see her in real life. And maybe we will do some sort of um, panel or something in the future. But um but thank you so much. And oh, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, go. you guys go to swiftfire.org, drchornell.com. You know, again, like, do all the things, get on the newsletter. Um, that way you know what's going on in the future. And we, and if we do something in the future with this panel that we're talking about, then you'll know about it. You'll get a heads up. And, and even when David Oates comes, you'll know when the heads up is for that. So thank you guys again for all watching. Thank you for the members who are watching. We appreciate your support. That means a lot to us to help to be able to do this kind of stuff um, and to get this information out there. It takes a lot to prepare and get everything and all the technology and arranging schedules and things like that. So um, behind the scenes, there's a lot more than maybe just you turning on the thing, getting instant stuff. So those of you who help us, 
um, from my heart to yours. Thank you so much for that help and support. And it's only $4.99, $4.99 a month. And if that's something that you could do to help, then um, there's a member button here on the description too that can help. And um, even if it's only for a month or two, everything helps. Um, so if you feel like that's in your heart, you know, um, click that button too. But love you guys. And thank you again, Miss Erica. And uh, I know we'll be continuing our conversation. And you have, you guys all have a wonderful Thursday. I just, I just want to point out, it looks like we're both wearing a very similar necklace. Yes, this is a oh, flower of life. All oh, and you. mine is a white a white uh, rose rose here we go back with the rose thing again yeah. so yeah love it little warrior of rose okay. but all right guys thanks a lot have a good one and we will see you next thursday at noon every week we're here thursday at noon and i look forward to having you guys back again soon we'll talk to, we'll talk soon and talk later see you out there somewhere maybe at an event or in real life someday soon um talk talk later thanks a lot bye-bye Love to everyone.